holiness versus hardness towards God. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. Isaiah 59:16. The reason many of us leave off praying and become hard towards God is because we have only a sentimental interest in prayer. It sounds right to say that we pray. We read books on prayer, which tell us that prayer is beneficial, that our minds are quieted and our souls uplifted when we pray. But Isaiah implies that God is amazed at such thoughts of prayer. Worship and intercession must go together. The one is impossible without the other. Intercession means that we rouse ourselves up to get the mind of Christ about the one whom we pray. Too often instead of worshiping God, we construct statements as to how prayer works. Are we worshiping or are we in dispute with God? I don't see how you are going to do it. This is a sure sign that we are not worshiping. When we lose sight of God, we become hard and dogmatic. We hurl our own petitions at God's throne and dictate to him as to what we wish him to do. We do not worship God, nor do we seek to form the mind of Christ. If we are hard towards God, we will become hard towards other people. Are we worshiping God? Are we so worshiping God that we rouse ourselves up to lay hold on him so that we may be brought into contact with his mind about the ones for whom we pray? Are we living in a holy relationship to God or are we hard and dogmatic? But there is no one interceding properly. Then be that one yourself. Be the one who worships God and who lives in holy relationship to him. Get into the real work of intercession and remember it is a work, a work that taxes every power, but a work which has no snare. Preaching the gospel has a snare. Intercessory prayer has none. After reading today's devotional and going through Isaiah, I haven't gone through Isaiah in a really long time, and especially since my growth this year and my new understanding of things and the the declaration that God's given to me, my vision, I feel like Isaiah truly spoke to me, as it should, and the book really sums up where I've been, what I am doing right now, and where I'm headed. So I was really excited to read this, and I thought uh, today for the devotional, <clears throat> for my thoughts on it, that I would just read the, the parts that stood out to me closer to Isaiah 
5916, which is where Oswald pulled today's devotional from. So I'll just go ahead and get started and, and read the parts that really pulled my attention and got me super pumped up today. But I'll start with Isaiah 59. I think I'll just start by reading that whole thing because, yeah, that just, that sums it up for me. That's that's where I've been, where I'm going, and, and who I want to be. And then also Isaiah 58, it really just spoke to what I need to be doing. I've, I've been, it's been put on my heart to, to spend more time in prayer. And that's just been something I've been, God's been pointing out to me. Like, I need to do it more. I need to do it. Because uh, without that, as Oswald says today, it, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen if I'm not praying. And so Isaiah 58 really rocked me there. But I'll just start by reading Isaiah 59 because that was amazing. <clears throat> but it starts with, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or his ear dull, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. No one enters suit justly. No one goes to law honestly. They rely on empty pleas. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs. They weave the spider's web. He who eats their eggs dies, and from the one which is crushed, a viper is hatched. Their webs will not serve as clothing. Men will not cover themselves with what they make. Their works are works of iniquity, and deeds of violence are in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are in their highways. The way of peace they know not, and there is no justice in their paths. They have made their roads crooked. No one who goes in them knows peace. Therefore, justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We look for light and behold darkness. This part is what got me. And for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the walls like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as in the twilight. Among those in full vigor, we are like dead men. We all growl like bears. We moan and moan like doves. We look for justice, 
but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us. We know, and we know, our iniquities. Transgressing and denying the Lord and turning away from following our God. Speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart of lying words. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. For the truth has fallen in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intervene. Then his own arm brought him victory and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in fury as a mantle. According to their deeds, so will he repay. This really spoke to my heart because not too long ago was I a person who I just felt like I was completely blind and I was groping for the walls and stumbling around at noon as if it were midnight. And in a lot of ways I still am, but I love the vision of the Lord seeing all this going on and then extending his helping hand into my life. And through that gesture, by extending his grace to me, he saved me. And he grabbed, he grabbed onto me and the Holy Spirit was bound to me and it dressed me in the armor of Jesus, the armor that is necessary and the only thing that can combat all of that stuff that that goes on that was just constantly having me growl like a bear, moan like a dove, look for justice, but there was none to be found because all of my sins were testifying against me. All I did was sin. And I, I was just... I was just ignorant. And I feel like my life's been completely changed for a lot of the reasons I've mentioned before in this podcast. And and then in Isaiah 58, just before this, he talks about fasting. And I know now how God's been calling me into prayer, calling me into more time with him in communication with him and and Sundays that's been on my heart too to actually do as the Bible asks me to do calls me to do on Sundays but as far as the fasting part what really caught my attention was Isaiah 58 6 through 14 when it says this about fasting it is not or is not 
this the fast that I chose. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the thong of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. It is not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. And that's it. I've been, I've been rocked by the benefit of fasting, but it was for selfish reasons. It was, it was for me to quarrel and to fight, and it was to seek my own pleasure, like it says. But now I know when I fast and when I'm in touch with God and in communication, when I pray, I'm calling on him and he will answer because of my devotion to him. When I cry, he'll be there and he'll, he'll let it be known to me. And that just really gets me excited.